Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and this is our first racing podcast since the return of racing in the UK and I'm delighted to say hello to Paul Gallagher who is also known as a voice of value. How are hey, you? Happy days, great to be back again and look forward to a slightly truncated season of flat racing. Yeah, how have you been without your beloved horse racing in the last few months? It's not been easy. Um, I've had several warnings from the wife about excess drinking and uh, <laughs> right, other misbehaviour. So uh, no, nothing new there then? <laughs> Exactly. Nothing has changed. Uh, it must be difficult though for someone like yourself who's lives and breathes horse racing when there's there's nothing there to bet on or to watch. Is at first I thought I'm going to have a look at um, some of the, the the other countries that are still going ahead, like Hong Kong is quite yeah, old yeah. to me. Um, and then I started looking into it. And I thought, you know what? No, there's no point. This this is like it's going to take months to get up to speed with it. So I've just had a complete holiday. I mean, I've hardly even looked at it. I've not even been really reading racing news or anything like that. So it's actually been quite nice. But I'm desperate to get back into it now. Well, it's a good weekend to get back into it because there's plenty of uh, plenty of racing over the next couple of days, and obviously we've had live racing on ITV today. So plenty of punters will have got their eye on, I suppose, today um, and see what it's like with the racing back on TV. Yeah, it was great. To, it was great to see you back on. Um, I was sort of had it on in the background as I was doing my research for Saturday and Sunday, and uh, I had a wee dabble on a couple of races and did okay. So I feel like feeling quietly confident as we go again. We've been ploughing away with uh, some of the football podcasts in the last few weeks, focusing on Belarus and Bundesliga, and I suppose a lot of punters have been trying to decipher the impact that games behind closed doors might have on the football. And generally, I don't really think it's had a huge effect, to be honest. Um, and I guess it's the same for even maybe even more or less of an effect from horse racing's point of view, the fact that fans aren't there. Um, and I wonder, from your point of view, what's your thoughts on that and the travel restrictions that are going to be in play for some of the races yeah. that are coming up? Yeah, focusing on Belarus, something you thought you'd never be seeing. <laughs> <laughs> no, in terms of racing, I, I, I mean, obviously the horses... Um, aren't massively impacted by it there is a there is an element of um, racing on the big days where crowd interaction and the role of the crowd can have an effect on the horses but i don't think it's going to be a major impact at all um and i'm th- hopefully over the next few weeks and months it will start things will just start to move slowly back to normal in terms of crowds and things like that as well we'll see but no i, I don't I'm, it's not something i'm overly concerned about i'm more concerned about Horses that have had big long breaks and trainers that have that have had their sort of normal meticulous preparation sort of interrupted and changed. So mm-hmm. for reason for those sort of reasons, um, treading carefully over the first few weeks until we start to see some patterns emerge, a bit of form building up, and we see where we are. So, um, I put some some tips up on the website on Tuesday, I think that was for the first day back, and there were smaller stakes, so people will probably have noticed that. And it will be the same again Saturday, Sunday. I'm not going to be going daft uh, on yeah. the first week. You say you're trading carefully, but we've got eight tips lined up for the weekend, so hopefully there's a, a winner or two in there amongst them. Well, aye, there's plenty of interest, and, and we'll be having a dabble. Um, I'm just urging people not to throw their life savings in on the uh, weekend one, even though <laughs> obviously that is just 
softly, softly. Yeah, so there's live racing on ITV over sun, Saturday and Sunday from Newmarket, Newcastle and Haydock, and it's the 1,000-2,000 guineas weekend, so we'll get to the, those races in due course. But we're going to start with the 150 at Newmarket, um, and that looks like a wide-open race to start with. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Um, I think there's plenty of... Plenty of them have a chance. Judicial and Major Jumbo were the, the two that I'd sort of picked out towards the head of the market that I thought would have a decent shout. Um, the one that I, I think is a bigger price than it should be um, is a horse called Tarbush, um, who pe- listeners will probably have heard of before if they're into the racing. Um, he's been around for a couple of years and he's pretty consistent, decent at this sort of level. Um, the... I think the reason he's such a big price is that I think there's available. Um, I think the reason for that is um, he's probably a bit better on um, softer ground or, or certainly not firm ground as it looks likely to be. I think it's going to be good to firm. But there's a wee bit of rain predicted, so I don't think it's going to be rattling quick. And I think if you look at its form generally, um, he's, he's got a, a very decent chance. Um, also looking for horses and and this will be a feature right through both Saturday and Sunday. Um, horses who are, who are good first time out after a layoff. So yeah. um, you, you're wanting them to be able to hit the ground running. Horses that need a run or two to get going are, are ones to avoid at the moment. Um, so Tarbush is good in that respect. He, um, he tends to start the season quite well after a break. Um, so just an interesting one that I thought was was a much bigger price when, when I priced up um, than it should have been. So a small each way on Tarbush. Um also, I know we're short on time, but just a quick mention for a 100 to 1 shot. I know you like those. Um, <laughs> Only when they place, to be fair. I couldn't care for them when they don't. That's true. Um, the appropriately named Dark Shot um, is 100 to 1 in this. He's nowhere near the, the sort of level, but he's very good first time out. Um, and I, I think he's basically what I'm trying to say is I don't think he'll finish last he's priced up to finish you know to- dead last I don't think he will um, because there's others that, that won't be at their best um, so I th- I'm trying to think of a value way to get a bet on him um, because I don't I don't really see him finishing top three or four but uh, I just wanted to mention him in passing because then when he wins I'm going to be like oh I told you about that <laughs> <laughs> and if only the bookies would give us odds on a horse not to finish last <laughs> well, that's the sort of thing. You sometimes get match bets or yeah. um, specials where you know with extra places and things like that. Bet three six five sometimes do additional places, you know, like up to seven or eight places. So if there's something like that available, mm-hmm. um, I would maybe have a wee look at it. So I, I just think hundred to one seems quite big because I, I don't think he's a complete not open. Right, but so anyway, it's, it's an each way shot right anyway in this one. Yeah, just Tarfish. for that. Tarbush is each way be better. Okay. Next up, we're across to the all-weather at Newcastle, and you get a ride on one of Gosden's horses. Yeah, um, this is this is quite a good race actually. Um, the, the one that just jumped out straight out of the out of the form book at me, the horse called Derek, and it's now favourite or close to favouritism. I think it's, it's still pretty good value bet. Um, Rab Havlin rides the horse, who I think is a a very good jockey. Um, he's, he's sort of John Gosden stable jockey. Um, this horse last time out um, was ridden by Jim Crowley, who I'm not a massive fan of. I don't like to slate jockeys, but he's just one that I don't really have um, 
great experiences with. Mm-hmm. So I see that as a, as a wee bit of a positive that that Pavlin takes over. And crucially, the horse has won fresh. He's only had four races, but each time there's been, uh, well, certainly between three races, there's been gaps, and he's performed well. Um, he won uh, two starts ago after a break and the previous time before that as well. So I think he's very much unexposed uh, in a race where, although it's decent quality, quite a lot of them have had plenty of runs, and he's the one I think could come on a right good um, leaps and bounds again. So I thought about three to one, something like that, for, for Derek. I thought it was a pretty solid win bet from that one. Okay, next up we're going to look at a Godolphin horse in the new market, 225. Yeah, another interesting race. Um, <clears throat> it's a group two, so it's pretty high quality stuff. The money's come for um, Terra Bellum, who's also a Godolphin horse, but the one I like is Magic Lily. Um, the main reason for that is I just think the ground uh, for Terra Bellum might not be ideal. Um, her best performances have been on softer ground so I'm thinking Magic Lily has, has been uh, missed a little bit in the market as the setting favourite here so 3-1 to one, um, there was a bit of 100-30 to 30 about as well earlier so if you can get that, take it um, I, I see it as between those two, perhaps a shout for Queen Power but I think she's got a bit to find as well so basically I make it a match um, between the top two and, and I just think 3-1 um, to one, Magic Lily's pretty good value We'll skip the next three races and jump to the two thousand guineas, which is obviously race of the day. And when you when you sent me the your notes through before we started recording, you had a big question mark on this one. I take it this was a, a difficult pick for you. Yeah, it's it's a price based it's a price based question really. Um, so this obviously is the highlight of the of the day in terms of the quality of racing. Um, the thousand and two thousand guineas usually are the sort of the, the big two races at the start of the, the, the flat season in terms of the, the classic races. Um, and Pinatubo was unbeaten in his two-year-old season um, and it's just a class act. There's They don't always train on it in their third year, but Pinatubo was actually quite a small horse and, and quite diminutive, so if anything, he might improve. Um, so you're always <clears throat> you're always looking when it's a, when it's a short price like that. You're always looking for something else to take it on with, and there's plenty of contenders, um, but none of them had anywhere near as impressive a season as he had. He he was right up there with um, some of the best two year olds in terms of the way they've rated the horses um, in history. So you have to look at him and say he's a pretty good thing. Um, there was a bit of even money about. And I was hoping that we could still snatch some of that, but most of it seems to have gone. So sort of five to six seems to be the best price just now. Yeah. So basically, um, it, the, the reason I've got a question mark next to it is it's really one for listeners to decide themselves. But I, I think evens is a great price, five to six less. So, so if you can get something like ten to eleven even money on Saturday morning when the, the bookies maybe offer their um, bonus prices or whatever, I would definitely take it. That that would be my way of playing it. But at the moment, it's just not. Not a brilliant price. Okay, sense. so that covers us for Saturday. We're going to have a wee look at some of the races on Sunday as well. And the first race live on ITV is from Newmarket. And there's a horse there with some good course and distance form at Newmarket that you, you quite like the look of. Yeah, that's a, um, this is quite an interesting one, actually. Um, communique or communique, communique, not exactly sure how to pronounce it, but it's um, trained by Mark Johnson. Um, 
we'll come back to it. We'll come back to Mark Johnson later on, actually. But he's he's in good form at the moment, and he's a trainer who always has his horses pretty fit, ready to go first time out if he needs them to be. So he's he's one that I'm less concerned about in terms of fitness. Um, Komunik has been running at a much better level than this um, the last couple of seasons. Um, a lot of Group One form and things like that. We are obviously not quite hitting the heights in terms of um, winning Group One races, but he's he's a much better horse than most of the rest of this field. Um, and Ryan Moore rides, which is an eye-catching jockey booking as well. Um, and I just thought. He was sort of on on all known form. He was a good bit ahead of most of these, but you can get three to one. Um, and he's also a course and distance winner here, as you mentioned yourself. So I think that's um, really good value as well. So a clear, um, uh, although it's the favourite, it's still a good clear value bet for me in that one. So come unique in the one fifty on Sunday. Yeah, so too short to be on each way bet on it. So it's on the nose this one. Yeah, that's it. It's pro- probably just one to go um, go with a win. If if there's any risk um, with that, it's probably that he won't be ready. Um, but um, as I said with, with Mark Johnson, I think if he wants them to be ready, they will be. So it's pro- it's probably just a, a straight up win bit. Okay, next up for us is the two hundred five at Haydock, and you're looking at a horse that had some good form in listed races last year. Yeah, it's interesting. I've ended up um, across the two days with quite a few win bets from the horses at slightly shorter prices than I normally would go for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm just being a bit more cautious with it being the start of the season um, or I, I don't have the depth of form that I would like to have. But I, I see this race as pretty much a two-horse race as well, not unlike the one that we talked about um, on Saturday with, where we've, we've tipped Magic Lily. Um, this one, I think, is between Fanny Logan and Manuela de Vega. Um, and for me, Fanny Logan's the, the obvious shout. Um, talked about Rap Havlin riding for John Gosden, um, and he takes it right here again. I just thought that the form was really consistent um, last season, and uh, I think in terms of the comparison with Manuel de Vega, I just thought. Fanny Logan had the edge, and it, I basically see it as a as a coin toss between the two. Um, so, I, in terms of the the form, and I put Fanny Logan a, a little bit ahead. So, I thought five to two was really good value in this as well, because there's there's a few that I can't have, um, and it's only a six horse race, I think. So, yeah, fairly confident win bet on Fanny Logan in that one. It might well be a case of putting a few of these in some multiples, particularly. Mm-hmm. People don't want to go steaming in on uh, on yeah, short prices. Yeah, yeah. Well, mostly the bookies can't separate them. Both of them trading at five to two at the moment. Yeah, and, I, and for me, I would have Fanny Logan um, a, a good bit ahead. Um, well, not a good bit, but a, a considerable bit ahead. Certainly have certainly have her shorter. So it's a, a simple one. Okay, we're going to skip a few races again and jump to the three fifteen at Haydock this time, and um, another course and distance winner in this one. Yeah, that's it, the 3.15. And there will be, um should mention for anyone who's interested in the other ITV races on Sunday and a couple on Saturday as well, I'll be putting extra um, tips up on the website on Mr Fixit's tips once I've had a good chance to go through the form. But these are the ones I have at the moment. So, yeah, it's the 3.15 is the next one. We've got a solid tip. Um, this looks a great race, actually. Um, Space Blues has got pretty good form, um, particularly... Um, 
previous sort of similar distances to this one. Um, he looks pretty solid. Um, I also like the look of Dubai. If you miss out the U, it's Dubai, um, who's really consistent. But the one that I fancy here is Safe Voyage, um, and there's some seven to one about. And I think uh, if anyone's listening just now, this will probably go on Friday night. I would definitely take that. I think this one will come in. Um, trained by John Quinn, course and distance winner, um, really consistent seven-year-old. And there's a few that have got question marks, but he's not one of them. So uh, I could see him um, finishing in the top three or four. I think you're getting extra places with some bookies as well. So definitely um, safe voyage. If you can get the seven to one, I would take that. As soon as we finish recording, I'm going to go and do the same. Uh, yeah, I'll do the same as well before we make this live, I think. <laughs> it's just, um, just reviewing it there, I noticed that um, Hills have gone 9-2, to two, so there's obviously been some money already, so if we can get the 7-1, to one, I'll definitely be taking it. Yeah, in fact, just looking across the, the odds grid, I think 6-1 to one is now looking like the best price at Paddy Power, so yeah, there's been a nibble at that already by the looks of it. I promise it wasn't me. <laughs> okay, and last but not least is the 1,000 guineas at Newmarket. Yeah, so this is, um, for people who are not acquainted with it, um, the 1,000 guineas is for fillies, um, female horses, and the 2,000 guineas is for um, is for male horses. Um, and this one is back to the sort of bet I like to have one at a bigger price um, each way. Um, I talked about Mark Johnson earlier on and his ability to get horses ready for the big occasion um, after a break. Um, and he's got one here that regular... Um, Listeners will probably remember from Royal Ascot last year, Raffle Prize, who I tipped up um, at a decent price. He was about 18 to 1 last year uh, at Royal Ascot in one of the sprint races, the Queen Mary. Um, this is a, a, a very different prospect today because we're up to a mile, so it's a good bit longer. And you wouldn't really um, expect to see a five furlong horse stepping up to a mile in their, in their second season. But Raffle Prize, um, Gradually went up the uh, the distances last season um, and ran really well in, over in France at Deauville um, in a six furlong race in heavy ground, which would suggest to me he would get at least seven furlongs uh, last season. He'll have matured over the uh, over the summer break or over the winter rather, and now into the summer. Um, and I just think that there's double figure prices about for raffle prize and it's great each way value in our race which is pretty um pretty wide open um the one near the top of the market that i quite like as well is a horse called mill isle uh, for jessica harrington coming over from ireland and um, so that would probably be the one if people are looking for win purposes but the, the value better for me is raffle prize each way yeah and there's still a wee bit of 11 to 1 available in raffle prize but generally it's Across the board, 10 to 1 at the moment. So, yeah, certainly yeah. some good history value in that. Yeah, I would go for that. That's 11 to 1 sounds very fair. Even even 10 to 1 as well is good. That would, that would definitely be interested. Okay, good stuff. Can you just give us a quick recap then over the, your tips for the, the two days? I can indeed. So, on Saturday, 150, we're going for Tarbush each way. 205 is Darek, and it's a win bet. Then 225 is Magic Lily. And the 355 is Pinatubo if you can get 10 to 11 or even money. Uh, moving on to Sunday, the 150 is Communique, and that's a win bet. Same for the 205, it's Fanny Logan, and that's a win bet. The 315, Safe Voyage each way, um, and the 335, Raffle Prize each way. 
Nice one. Thank you very much for that. Now, with the return of Racing the One TV, we've also set up a new racing competition on Who Knows Wins, which you'll no doubt be familiar with if you're a, a regular listener to the podcast. It's a fiver buy-in, and we're covering all the live races that are on ITV on Saturday, which I think is seven races in total. Um, so if you don't already have a have the Who Knows Wins app on your phone, then please go to the App Store and download it to try it out. You'll find the ITV live racing competition from Gambler on the Who Knows Wins app home screen. Otherwise, you can find a link on our Twitter feed at Gambler Tips. So, yeah, it's a fiver buy-in and the person with the most winners um, from the seven live races will take the prize. So, hopefully we can get the prize pot up. We've had some some quite big prize pots uh, this season already. So, if you're interested, give that a wee go. And that's us for this week. Um, if you've not already listened to the football podcast this week, then I'd recommend you do that. Um, I chatted with Greg and Slips Tips the other day just to discuss their tips for Belarus and Germany. And there's plenty of plenty of tips in there for the weekend if you're interested in the football. Um, so give that a listen. And you'll find a link to that podcast underneath this one, wherever you're listening to it or on our Twitter feed. So thanks to Paul. We'll be back next week. Um, best of luck with your your tips for the weekend Paul thanks very much Um, good luck to all the listeners and stay safe